to Write Right, Season 2, Episode 3. Welcome to the Write Right Podcast. Uh, I'm Elon. <laughs> I'm Don. I'm Craig. I forgot who I was for a second, but that's why I have a Twitter account. I have. Um, <laughs> that's actually connected to today's episode. It's called Social Media. Do you need it? Um, and I thought of this because of a piece I read in the New York Times uh, at the end of 2016. You will be hearing this in 2017, listener, um, that stated that quitting social media can actually be really helpful for your career. Um, and in light of the complicated world of social media that's sort of like bubbled up, uh, especially at the end of last year, um, it, it it's something that I'm thinking a lot about. Um, you know, writers rely really heavily on social media to spread their personal brand. Um, but is it, does it really work? Is it a distraction? How do you manage it? Um, so Craig is probably going to be the best person to talk to about this because uh, rumor has it he manages like 80, 95 social media accounts. Is that accurate? Uh, it's pretty close. I had to do a count and then I realized I forgot a few. It's... Uh... Between various author personas, uh, story perfect stuff, and I do some social media for a local nonprofit, I operate over 30 social media accounts. That's so many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so can it help your career? Like, is it useful as an author? I think that's sort of the main uh, question we've got here for ourselves. Um, and the answer is it's complicated. That is the answer. It's complicated. Um, different platforms work for different authors and also work for different genres. Um, and it also depends on your comfort level with various forms of social media. Um, for myself, uh, being an introvert, I much prefer Twitter uh, because Twitter, you can put out little short messages now and then. And uh, it's much more public than say a Facebook page, but a Facebook page, oh, it's all personal perception. I think it's all personal perception. With me, a Facebook page, if I'm going to post something, I need to write a couple paragraphs, and that gets a lot more personal than I care to be, and it's also putting my stuff out a lot more publicly than I care to do, whereas with Twitter, it's such a short sentence that I can't put too much of myself in it and then also it gets buried super quickly so like the shelf life of a tweet maybe a few minutes maybe a couple hours that's pushing it shelf life of a post on facebook can be hours can be days can even be weeks that people are still seeing it um i kind of wandered on a tangent i can't remember what my original thesis was <laughs> you did actually uh, spark a thought in my head though and that is that while the shelf life of your average tweet is definitely very short, and Twitter is my preferred platform as well, um, that is broken in case of like vi sudden viral success. Like if you become mm -hmm. a sensation because of some comment you made, or you posted just the right video of a cat sneezing at just the right time, people will scrub your timeline history. And if you said something untoward, or anything that might be misconstrued, uh, 
there's a you run the risk of being outed as some kind of evil evil person uh even if that's not even if that has no connection to who you are um and we've seen like the twitter you know mob ruin lives um sometimes deservedly other times not as deservedly um because of the mob mentality that exists on social media and i think uh a perception a lot of people have is that really only happens to the big name people whereas the truth is that can happen to anybody Mm -hmm. um like the first example that comes to mind is uh, your country just had the presidential election in November 2016. Okay. Um, yeah, and social <laughs> huge part of it. Uh, we had our federal election here in Canada back in late 2015, and social media again was a huge part of it. Um, and so you see the big names, big politicians, and all the social media storm that happens around them. But it also happened on a much smaller level as well, because like in reading the local paper, it even comes down to this someone running for school trustee. I can't even name the local school trustee, but I do remember that there was a social media storm that happened around that person because of a comment they made sort of in passing on Twitter like two years before Mm -hmm. the election. Um, And I've seen it happen to authors, too, um, particularly with your recent uh, presidential election. Um, authors making certain statements on Facebook or Twitter about who they support or who they don't support. And then the Twitter gang or even the Facebook gang ganging up on them and pulling up all the stuff they said a couple years ago and bringing it to light and shaming them for it. Um, it happens to everybody. Yeah, it's kind of like a voluntary, it's voluntary participation in a surveillance state. Um, mm-hmm. But okay, so we've, we've taken this sort of like dystopic turn. Yes. <laughs> which is right up my alley because, uh, like I said, I've, I've sort of stopped believing in the positive power of social media. And it might just be because of recent events, because I used to feel very strongly that it was a good thing. Um, it, it's been, you know, and all that notwithstanding, it's actually been really valuable for me uh, as a writer and a book reviewer. You know, um, I've been able to develop relationships and speak with some of my favorite authors simply because of social media um and that is that is a truly wonderful thing i would not have had access to these people in any capacity without these technologies um and i am very very grateful for that for the for the fact that these technologies foster um even the smallest relationship with people who i really respect their work um and that we can have a conversation even if it's limited to 140 character blips yeah, I, I to give it a to I guess we're we're bringing this back into a broader direction now and and one thing that I could add to that is I mean when you're going on social media as an author or, or you know or if you're taking the path to building an author career wherever you may be at you have to realize that your readers and your eventual fans want to connect with you somehow you're going to probably have a website or a blog and, uh, you know, you, they could respond, you take comment on your posts, but they want to connect with you. And that's the purpose of social media. Um, one of the, uh, the tips that, uh, that I picked up early on was that you should actually be on every social media platform that you can think of, but only be active on the ones that really work for you. 
So the reason there, the, the rationale behind that is um, you never know, like there might be people who will only think to find you on LinkedIn. That's the only way they're going to connect with you. They might then just have Twitter as well and connect with you there. But if you didn't have a LinkedIn basic profile that linked to your website, they would never discover you. That's the idea. Um, but I mean, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on, I have, I have a Tumblr. I have a Pinterest. I have all those things. I don't use them. I mean, I, I have put a couple things up there, but I mean, I'm not active on them, but I have had people who have connected with me on those platforms and I am very active on Twitter. Um, I'm somewhat active on Facebook, but even Facebook, I, uh, I, I really just use it for sharing. Uh, I mean, I kind of cross post from Instagram whenever I have a cat picture <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have fun with the comments. I enjoy the social side, the connection with people who I've chosen to connect closer with. Um, but for the most part, I like Twitter and, uh, yeah, um, I can understand the point of whoever it was that said you should be on every platform possible, but I tend to disagree with it. I think you should only be on platforms if you're able to be engaging on them, uh, engaging to some sort of level. It doesn't mean you have to post every single day on every platform that you're on, but you have to have some sort of regularity. Um, so like I would never use LinkedIn, so I'm not going to set up an account there. Um for one of my pen names, I have a Pinterest account that I have abandoned like for six months and it's kind of eating away at me that like, yes, I have a Pinterest account, but I should probably go on and pin some pics and mm. organize some things so that I'm at least present on that platform. Um, I, I don't like the idea of an author having sort of ghost platforms, like just setting up a LinkedIn page and not using it or mm. posting whenever you have a new release. So every six months or so, I'm not really a fan of that. Um, sorry, I was going to go somewhere and I completely lost my train of thought. This is my disorganized day. No, that's right. um, I, I actually, that, that sparked a bunch of uh, thoughts in my mind as well. Um, the thing is, is that we're talking about it as a utility for amplifying your work. Um, and for many of us, we also use social media as social media for just personal reasons. Like I use, I don't use Facebook as a writer, really. I use it as, you know, in, in my capacity as a person with friends. Um, and I've long been considering abandoning it, but I'm unable to quit because Facebook has perfected addiction. Um, mm -hmm. But Twitter, I use much more as a writer and as a member of the San Francisco tech community. Um, and so there's this weird line, right? You know, you are amplifying your persona in quotes, but you're also just kind of being a person. Um, and so that's therein is sort of this interesting. Um, there's this sort of duality to social media because you can't. In, in my opinion, you can't be all business, you know, mm -hmm. like you have to also have some personality because that's what resonates with people. People prefer to see something that's humanizing on social media. Um, I had this experience at, at a company that I worked at, um, at an enter entertainment company where I was asked to start a social media presence and I was not allowed to reveal myself, like the person behind the social media. Um, and I got like zero traction 
on any of my work. Um, and then I just sort of forced the issue and revealed myself with photos and I started tweeting with personality and I would tweet, you know, myself interacting with the entertainment materials, which happened to be video games. And the, the results were, were so much better. It was, it was astounding how much better I was doing as a, um, as a personified tweeter rather than sort of like a nebulous corporate logo. That's a good point. Um, and it's also, there is an element of balance to it. You can't be all promo all the time or else people just shut you out or they don't even follow you in the first place. Uh, but on the other hand, if you're doing, if you're uh, operating social media platform as your official author platform, you also don't want to get too personal on there because that's just going to backfire on you later on. And like we opened by talking about how if you become viral and people dig up bad things you've said or misconstrue, misconstrue things you've said in the past. I mean, that's one aspect. But um, I can think of an author who had a meltdown on Twitter uh, with self-doubt and uh, self-worth issues and self-esteem issues. And that is not the place for it. Like, I feel really bad for the author because they were going through some stuff, but that's not the place for it. Um, I can think of another author who uh, very recently, um, this person writes male-male romance, uh, like gay romance, and they said some very homophobic things on social media. And I think they have completely destroyed uh, any trust that readers had in them. Um, so you do need to, uh, oh, and one more thing. Um, there is an issue of stalking. That sort of stuff does happen. I know four people who have had stalkers in recent years, and they're not like famous people. They're average people. Um, so you have to be careful about what you reveal on social media, especially if you're running an official author platform. Like I wouldn't reveal anything that says your location other than your city your city is fine um i probably wouldn't put up any pictures of your kids if you have kids um i wouldn't put up anything that can identify you um so you really do need to strike this balance of being professional and being somewhat personable and it's it's a tricky balance to work on and uh, nobody is ever perfect at it. Like I tend to err a little bit on the side of being too businessy. That's sort of my natural inclination. Whereas I see other authors who are going way too personal and there are quite a few authors that manage that balance pretty well. So this is all going back to what you originally said, which is it's complicated. It, it's yes. very super complicated. <laughs> um, so we're, we're a bit cool. farther away than halfway through the episode. Uh, but let's take our middle break real quick, and Craig is going to recommend uh, his social media tools and platforms. We're yeah, pretty uh, sure we know what he's going to say, though. I think so, yeah. Uh, so my social media platform of choice is Twitter. Uh, because it is so open um, and it's easy to connect with people, it's very easy for writers to connect with other writers, writers to connect with readers, uh, very easy to send out messages and uh, make those connections. Uh, Facebook is a little bit harder to network unless you're already a big name because people have to search you and then they can like your page, whereas Twitter, it's much easier to stumble across someone. Um, a recommendation for a tool to use with social media, I would recommend Tweepy, that's spelled T-W-E-E-P-I dot com. Uh, to help manage your Twitter followers and following. 
Um, I think they have a free version. I use the version that's cost $14.99 a month. Um, and what you can do is you can mass follow people and then unfollow people. And that sounds really shady because you're not supposed to do that. But let me explain it a bit. Uh, let's say I write science fiction. I can find Twitter accounts devoted to sci-fi readers. Uh, Barnes & Noble has a sci-fi reader Twitter account. It's actually so, a great uh, account. I yeah, really so enjoy it, what they write. Yeah, what I'd do is I'd go to Tweepy, uh, follow the followers of this account, and then you can set different filtering. So what you want to do is uh, look for users that have a follow-back ratio of 60 to 140%. That means these people are likely to follow you back if you follow them. Uh, you can put on some other filters as well, like people who have tweeted in the last seven days. So that means they're probably active on Twitter. Um, I've got some other filters. I can't remember what they are. So you just follow a bunch of people. And then a week later, you go back and they have a smart unfollow feature. So you say, uh, I want to filter out all the people who have who are not following me and I followed them seven days ago or longer. So that will give you a list of the people that are unlikely to follow you back and you just unfollow all of the ones until you hit your limit. Um, it sounds a little complicated probably because I'm not explaining it the greatest, but go to tweepy.com um, and you can find all the instructions there. And you can also hit us up on the Story Perfect Twitter channel, uh, which is Story Perfect Ed. Uh, send us a direct message if you need any explanation on how to do these things and I can help you out. I kind of like that the Story Perfect account ended up being Story Perfected. I don't know if you guys yeah, noticed that. The day. That was yeah. intentional. Oh, it was. It's super cool that that happened. Yeah, it was John that did that. Oh, John. That's, he's got a thinker up there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've been taking a pretty like hard swipe at social media um, today, but I also want I want to give a caveat. Um, I mean, I use it constantly, um, but but I find more than anything uh, is that when I'm sitting down and it's time to write, I use social media as a distraction, and and it's actually really troublesome. Um, so we are like just about at time for the episode. So I want to give my uh, discussion prompt or my, my prompt for you guys now. And then we can sort of discuss a little bit about our final thoughts, um, because this is a thing that I've tried to do a few times and I found it to actually be very, very interesting. Um, and that is take a full day off social media. It's super hard. Uh, and you'll realize how hard it is if you are a social, if you're an active social media user, you will realize that it's actually quite difficult to just stop using all social media for a day. Um, and sort of take note of how your day changes. Um, are you able to write? Do you feel anxious? Are you sort of, do you have like FOMO? And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a fear of missing out. Um, what did you find yourself doing instead of spending time on social media? Um, and if you feel so inclined, take a note every time you're tempted to check on social media um, and just sort of see how many times during the day you have the impulse to check in to the stream. Um, so that that's my assignment for the world. Um, and, and before we close out the episode, do either of you have any final thoughts? Uh, sure, I have one. Um... I've done almost this sort of thing, this thing you prompted. Um, what I ended up doing was I found my personal Facebook account was just 
too distracting. And then I also found I was getting into the trending news stories and finding out all these horrible things people are saying about other people, like in news stories. And it just made me so furious and it made me so distracted and I waste all this time. So what I ended up doing was I deleted every single picture I have on Facebook. I also deleted every single post on my wall. And I also deleted every single friend except for the people that I want to keep in touch with. Um, so that includes a few family members, it includes a few close friends, and it includes a few acquaintances who don't live in the same city or the same country as me. But basically, if I haven't talked to you in a year, I'm probably going to unfriend you. And if I don't really know who you are and I just friend requested you because we went to a, a conference together, I'm going to unfriend you as well. So I'm down to about 50 friends, I think. No pictures, no status updates, nothing. And so Facebook is just uninteresting. Like, I mean, I had the shakes. For the first week, I had the shakes. It was so difficult. I wanted to post everything back up and fix it, but I just had to suffer through it. And then I also installed it, installed a blocker on all of the uh, internet browsers on the various computers I use to block the trending news feed. So I don't even see that. I don't know what's trending. So I can't click on anything. I can't see the horrible things people say. I can't get mad. So not only does Facebook, is it not only is it boring because there's nothing on it anymore, it also doesn't make me mad. So it allows me to stay focused on writing. Yeah, I, um, I, actually so my girlfriend uh doesn't have any social media accounts and she is like a remarkably happy person mm -hmm. she just she doesn't engage with any of the sort of the the negativity in the in that uh in that world um do you have any final thoughts john before we wrap up the episode yeah i thought i'd talk about um i mean a lot of times when we think about being on social media or like what we want to share and and uh or just being pulled into all what's happening but one of the things that I do, I do this with Twitter, I do this with Instagram, and sometimes with Facebook. Um, I make a point of going in, and my intention is to go through my feeds and check on what the people who I'm following are doing and try to find some ways I can compliment them. So, for example, with Twitter, I will occasionally just go into my home feed, and I will go over that feed and... Um, when I see like, you know, I might see another writer who I haven't chatted with for a while and they'll share that they just finished their NaNoWriMo draft and I'll say, hey, great, hit reply, congratulate them. Maybe if I can think of a question to ask, something to open conversation, I do that. And what I find is that it makes the social media more meaningful. But the other side is also we talked about optics earlier, like when what people are seeing. If somebody goes to my Twitter feed when they first um, discover me, are they going to see, oh, I'm on page whatever of my book. Oh, writing is so great. Or are they going to see conversations? Are they going to see, like, I sometimes will retweet great stuff. Um, are they going to see that, hey, if I follow this guy, he's fun. It's like being in a room in a party and I'd like to sit next to him and chat to him. <laughs> you know, like, and so uh, for me, it makes social media more um, fun and meaningful. And also it helps my goal, which is to engage and connect with other people. Was that a cat? That yeah, was Shiger. I think that's his final words. I don't think cool. we can. <laughs> so I guess with that, thank you, Shiger, for the closing meow. Uh, with that, we're going to end the episode. Thank you guys for listening and uh, tune in next week.